alive in our world, and no one is immune from the experience. Rabbi Harold Kushner was absolutely correct. Bad things do happen to good people. Major loss affects good people, the not-so-good people, and everyone in between. It does not check out the color of your skin or your ethnic origin or see if you are a faithful giver to your church or synagogue. One of the more challenging facts of loss is that having one major loss does not prevent you from having other losses. You need to listen to this audio because life after loss will help you cope with present and future losses. Consider this. We live in a mortal, frail, imperfect world in which the word fair doesn't always apply. Every marriage ends one of two ways, death or divorce. Life is always a terminal condition. Every career has an end. Every relationship is temporary. The aging process is inevitable, and so are the increased losses that come with it. Now for some good news. You can get through every major loss without being destroyed by it. You can enjoy life to the fullest, knowing all the while that it has an end point. Everybody is capable of becoming effective at doing grief work. Healthy grief is not a passive experience. It isn't something that happens to you. The loss is what happens to you. Grief is the normal, appropriate response to loss. Grieving is something you do to heal the wounds in your life after a major loss. There is much more for you to do in response to any loss than just wait and suffer. You can actually take charge of your own grief process. You are the one person who can turn the pain of any loss into a creative hurt, an experience from which you learn and grow. The exercises you will find in subsequent chapters will teach you how to do everything from getting a good night's sleep to being able to enjoy eating again, to learning how to cry. Real Stories of Real People's Victories Matthew was diagnosed with cancer on the day of his 14th wedding anniversary. His wife, Barbara, was at his side through chemotherapy. He seemed fine for a while, except for an unrelated back problem that resulted in surgery. The pain persisted even after the surgery. More tests revealed more cancer. Again, treatment seemed to be effective, but he grew steadily weaker. He had trouble breathing and tired quickly. This time, the tests revealed not cancer, but pulmonary fibrosis, a side effect of the chemotherapy. Four years after his cancer was diagnosed, Matthew died of pulmonary fibrosis. Barbara was heartbroken and angry, she questioned why doctors could save him from cancer but killed him with the treatment. She was angry with God, who she felt had deserted them. When Barbara came to our grief support group, she didn't have much to say that was positive. Efforts to reach out to her were often met with sarcastic rejection. However, she kept coming, and over the course of time, a new person began to emerge. Barbara would tell you, that the key was the day she was able to forgive herself for not being able to save Matthew. Today, she is a positive, outgoing person who is the life of any party she attends. 
She drives a large motorhome across country by herself and maintains a family cabin in the mountains. She sings in the church's choir, ushers, and serves as a volunteer caregiver to elderly people. The life Barbara has is not the one she would have chosen for herself. Given a choice, she would give up anything to have Matthew back again. But she has a full, rewarding life that is good in its own way. She is also a stronger person for having overcome the tragedy life gave her. Jan's story is different, but the pain was just as great. Jan was an accomplished roller skate dancer. She was as grateful on skates as she was dedicated to her sport. That all changed just before Christmas one year. Jan was on her way to go caroling with her church group. A man ran a red light and broadsided her car. She was not wearing a seatbelt. The impact...